huge stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. What's going on, Dodgers Nation? Welcome to the Dodgers Nation post-game show. You are now home with Dodgers Nation and Jim Beam. Please drink responsibly. And I also want to tell you about a new promotion we're running. We're partnering with our great friends over at Wager Lab, the new up-and-coming social betting app. What makes this app so unique is that it is legal in every state. You bet with the virtual currency. It's risk-free, and you don't need any cash or money to play. It's such a fun app. You can bet against a friend, play for fun. It's just great. You can play against the house. Also, we're giving a giveaway. We're doing a giveaway. If you want to win some cool merchandise, simply download the app and place a fun risk-free bet with me. My username is Doug McCain, D-O-U-G-M-C-K-A-I-N. Enter the username and you will automatically be entered into the draw to win an L.A. Dodgers baseball cap, an all-star cap. So definitely download the app, play against me, wager app. It is where it's at. But welcome to the Dodgers Nation postgame show. Thanks for rocking with us. After the Dodgers get the dub, they win by a final score of 6 to nothing. They dominate the Mets. Julio Urias was fantastic. Julio Urias is back. The Urias is the Urias once again. He was phenomenal. The Dodgers offense, they stepped up. They worked the pitch count up to Justin Verlander. Dodgers now improved to 52-38, and 38, first place in the NOS. So we're going to break down the action tonight. Julio Urias, the Dodgers offense. How about the bullpen turning things around? And then later, we have a big update on Clayton Kershaw and we'll talk some trades. Do the Dodgers need to add two starting pitchers I got my thoughts on that coming up. As always, I'm looking for that Dodgers Nation Hornitos comment of the game. If I see one of those, you're going to see one of these. You win. Perfect. I'm looking for my Dodgers dog of the game. If I get one of those, you're going to see one of these. The Dodger dog of the game. So, yeah, I mean, that one is going to be an interesting one tonight. But I think Julio Arias kind of takes the game. Dodger dog of the game. But, yeah, so let's get into the action here. We got your comments. J.D. going long again. Yeah, but how about J.D. Martinez giving the Dodgers a nice little insurance run there late? Let's get to the comments here, and we're going to break down this entire game. But what a win for the Dodgers, who are now in first place, a game above the Arizona Diamondbacks, who lost to the Blue Jays 7-2 to today. And what a great way to start the second half. They look focused. They look dialed in. I thought Julio Urias just was sharp as ever this season. Really his best start of the year, in my opinion. When you consider the circumstances, when you consider the fact that this is a Mets team, 
team that doesn't want to be sellers. They want to go for it. They want to find a way to make the postseason. And Julio, he was dominant. He was dialed in. We're going to talk about the first inning, the double to Nimmo. After that, no hits for this Mets team. The Mets had just one hit tonight. One hit for that New York Mets team. It was definitely an LOL Mets night in New York. Seven hits for the Dodgers. They get six runs. Three in the fifth, one in the sixth, one in the eighth, one in the ninth. And Justin Verlander, he was dominating early on, but the walks were high. So we're going to talk about his start, but Julio Arias, to me, he's my Dodgers dog of the game. I thought he was fantastic. That was the Urias. That was the Urias that we know and love. Julio Urias, he was fantastic. Tonight, if you look at his line, really save for that first inning he was outstanding he gets the win he improves to seven and five he allows no runs just one hit seven strikeouts one walk and six innings of work you see the efficiency there 85 pitches 55 for strikes lowers that ERA down to 435 so let's get that under four soon if you look at first pitch strikes for Julio Urias and 15 of 22 so he was outstanding 11 swings and misses so we're gonna talk about his outing but i want to get all your takes on tonight's win what is your biggest takeaway from the dodgers six nothing win over the mets in new york we got suck the giants padres lakers yankees astros cheaters okay coming in very hot if i see a super duper hot take you are going to see, let's move this back here i don't want that blocking my my cool stuff here one second hey guys don't yeah, let's get these takes. Let me just fix this. Cool. Yeah, if I see a fire take too. Man, we gotta fix this. If I see if I see any uh bruh. anything, bro, you're gonna see one of those. Fire take one of these. But here we go. Let's jump into the comment section. We got Justin Lamas over on YouTube. Biggest takeaway is we need to buy at the deadline. Yes, you are speaking my language. Yes, that's what I've been saying for months now. You don't punt on a team that has a payroll of $230 million. You don't punt on a team that has an offense as potent as the Dodgers. You don't punt on a team that could be Clayton Kershaw's final season. You owe it to Clayton Kershaw. You owe it to the GO. You owe it to your superstars like Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, Will Smith, J.D. Martinez. You owe it to these guys to go all in and I fully expect that this Dodgers team will make a trade for not just one but possibly two starting pitchers at the deadline I would not be surprised and if you guys are everyday watchers of the show if you've been following the show the entire season what did I say before the first pitch on opening day during spring training people were calling me crazy because I said my number one concern was starting pitching why is that I know how this movie ends. Either it's injuries or it's players underperforming. If you really want to win, you got to go out there and get some extra arms. And now it's the most commonly parroted take in the Dodgers uniform. It feels like everyone's saying the Dodgers need starting pitching. You're like two, three months late unless you're watching this show. So we got Jake Marisnik will be a good player for us. That's from Justin Kim 2000. Yeah, Justin Kim 2000 over on YouTube. Let's let this Astros thing kind of die a little bit before we get into it because right now is definitely a tough pill to swallow. Don't that Jake, Marins, Jake Marisnik, the most prolific user of the bang system, used it 28% of the time. That's actually second behind J.D. Davis. So, yeah, definitely. He definitely has a good reputation as a positive locker room presence, above average defender, a guy who's dynamic on the base pass, but he is a below average bat. There's no way to spin that. It's not like he's dominating against lefties or anything like that. So, that was very interesting. I'm hoping that that is a move that's a depth piece that tells you that, hey, they're ready to part ways with some of these prospects. I think that is what that indicates more than anything else. And also, you want to strengthen that bench. And we know, too, 
Shelby Miller was going to get placed on the 60-day IL, and that really was going to be the move. Then you send Johnny DeLuca down to get more necessary at-bats. But we need to get Giolito. That's from Luke. That's from Luke over on YouTube. Yeah, I'm definitely high on Lucas Giolito, but like I said on the show yesterday, you don't buy the first car you test drive. Yes, it has that new car smell. Yes, you can picture yourself driving up in that new whip, but you got to test drive some more cars. You got to let that market emerge a little bit and take shape to see if there's other starting pitchers out there because Lucas Giolito, he's not ace he is not a number one guy maybe a number one guy doesn't exist in this market that is a strong possibility maybe you don't see guys like dylan cease or corbin burns or some of those guys being traded but we'll see i think it's a great fit if you pair him with the bullpen piece like a graveman like a middleton possibly a hendrix possibly a tim anderson i like a big blockbuster deal with the white Sox, but not just giolito by himself bring some of your white Sox teammates that can help this team and address some other areas like the bullpen and as a bat and another guy that can play in the infield but a b yeah hi i like to order a an order of dmax dodger dog please abe come on now that is a ultimate bruh take you're gonna get the gavin lux bruh treatment there my man <laughs> yeah guys go definitely download the wager lab by the way wager Lab's giving out a free dodgers hat all you got to do join the app you can bet against me you can bet against the house and you have a chance to win a dodgers all-star game hat and it's absolutely 100 free play against me my username is doug mccain d-o-u-g-m-c-k-a-i-n right under the logo is where you'll see that the birds killed the snakes tonight from Troy Heyman, Anthony Keene, Dodgers getting Otani this year. You heard it here first. Anthony Keene, we got to do something special for you if that happens. If that happens, I don't know what it is yet. Look, I know I said I've sent you one of these hats. I'm still waiting on the order. How about this? If we get Otani, you're the one who said it first. Mark my words. You can tweet me every single day and expose me and say, hey, DMAC promised me a hat and he hasn't sent it. I will send you this Dodgers Nation hat, but a brand new, brand new spanking crisp crisp run before i send it to you so that is what i'll do the dodgers get otani anthony keen you're getting a fresh dodgers nation custom snapback i gotta custom make these okay julio i don't know yeah how about julio arias look save for that first inning against the Royals, where he was bad to death. He had some suspect defense. He had a lot of bloopers there, and they scored five runs on him. Day for that inning, he's pitched 14 innings and allowed just two runs. That's a 129 ERA. And what I say when Julio Arias came back, I said that Julio Arias is going to be the best Dodgers pitcher down the stretch, and today he made that take look really good because he was focused, he was electric, and I think what impressed me most is – yeah, look, let's look at that first inning there. That first inning, he allows that leadoff double there to Nimmo. And it looked like it was going to be a home run. And what happened, they reviewed it, and they take it off the board. And then he proceeds to get out of that inning with no damage. So I thought he was fantastic. So I want to read some more of your comments, though, before we break this game down, because I know you guys are very excited. Let me know if you think the Dodgers will be getting Shohei Otani, because at first, it was reported the Angels were not going to consider dealing him. Then we've seen some reports in the last couple of days that they will consider offers. So it is going to be very interesting what develops with Shohei Otani as we move closer to the August 1st MLB trade deadline. But Troy Heyman, the Dodgers, reminded New York who used and still who owns New York. Okay, interesting way to phrase that, but yeah, absolutely. That's from my man Troy over on Facebook. Justin Lamas, we owe it to our offense to buy several pitchers. I don't know, Giolito sucks. 
Bethany says, sign a high-end pitcher. We're not going to sign a high-end pitcher right now, but you could possibly trade for one, depending on who's available. DKM, Dodgers first place, and the new team knocking on the door. Let's get physical, physical. Okay, Julian over on YouTube. DMAG, what do you think about the Shane Bieber news? Hey, what I think about it, to me, it's buyer beware. To me, that looks like it could be damaged goods, especially when you consider the luck that the Dodgers have had with their starting pitching, with their bullpen pieces in recent years. And I was never a top priority Shane Bieber guy. He was never my first top choice on my list of pitchers. I want to see them pursue mainly because the strikeout rate is down. The velocity is down. He is not an ace. He's the guy that absolutely posts and can eat innings and can absolutely help this team if he's healthy. But now I think you absolutely have to look in a different direction because the last thing you want to do is trade for a guy like Shane Bieber, who is still under team control after this season. So he's not a pure rental. You get him for the remainder of this season and all of next year. Last thing you want to do is trade for a guy and he has to have surgery, has to get treatment or has to go undergo. I won't say the TJ word. It's like Voldemort. You don't say that name on this show, but that's the last thing you want to do. We need a healthy pitcher. So yeah, if it's between Lucas Giolito and Shane Bieber, I actually would go Giolito over Bieber, even if they were both healthy. Because look, the reality is, if you look at Bieber's numbers, they've been trending in the wrong direction for quite some time. But here we go. Norman Rowe over on YouTube. Giolito and Anderson plus a reliever. There you go. It's like we're in a mind meld. It's almost like people have been watching my videos for months now. I absolutely agree. Uh, Justin Kim, 2000, get Giolito. Muncie is done. That's from Scott over on Facebook. Yeah, not the best night for Max Muncie. And we're going to break down the details of this game, how the offense performed. But Max Muncie batting in that cleanup spot. He goes 0 for 3, two strikeouts, but also had two walks today. That's something that you can count on Max Muncie to do. Max Muncie is going to get on base. He is going to draw free passes, and those were big. That is what got the pitch count up on Justin Verlander. Justin Verlander was no hit through the fifth inning. Entering that fifth inning, Dodgers hadn't got a hit on Verlander, and the, what they did do, though, is you had a pitch count going up on him throughout the night, and that's how they were able to get him. And he ends up going just five innings, 104 pitches in five innings for Justin Verlander. Had six strikeouts, also had six walks. Only the third time in his career he's had six walks. And like I said, when they signed Justin Verlander, hey, the Mets, yes, you have all the money with Stephen Cohen, but they don't know how to spend their money, okay? You don't need an ace-ace RP with Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander, two pitchers that are past their prime, two pitchers that are either going to be ineffective in the end or possibly injured. So that's why I wasn't hurting when they ended up signing those two pitchers. So you look at this Dodgers offense, too. They go 4 for 10 with runners in scoring position. Max Muncy 0 for 1 with runners in scoring position. So, didn't necessarily hurt the team tonight with his at-bats. I mean, if you want to point your finger at one Dodgers hitter that didn't perform well tonight, it really hasn't performed well over the last few weeks, that's Will Smith. Will Smith went 0 for 5 with three strikeouts. Did get his bat on the ball there late, helping the Dodgers play another run to make it 6 to nothing there in the top of the ninth inning. So, he contributed for sure, but yeah, he definitely had a rough night at the plate wasn't seeing the ball well at all but we got brian castro over on youtube ums helped the mets more in this game and they didn't produce from the fake news hit by the pitch to will smith glove gate okay you're really wearing the tinfoil hat i like the theory there and that's a great point because if you look at julio arias's night like i said six innings no runs one hit and 
Other than that, you're talking one, two, three inning after one, two, three inning. He had one, two, three inning in the second, a one, two, three inning in the third. And then fourth inning, he had the Marte hit by a pitch on the 14th fastball up and in. That was close. That was razor thin. That was a little suspect. And then you had the Beatty catcher interference there in the fifth. And then a one, two, three inning there in the sixth. So other than that, Julio Rios, I mean, just a hit from Nimmo in the first. Are you kidding me? He was magnificent. The Urias is back. And look, don't underestimate one, the fact that Julio Urias, he knows what's at stake. Julio Urias knows that in a roaring stadium their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. His second half performance, his second half performance can be the difference between 50 million, 60 million, maybe even 100 million, because like I said, he is not your typical free agent pitcher. This is a guy I've said in the past, he is going to be the Bryce Harper or the Manny Machado. We're talking about guys that entered free agency extremely early. Let's not forget, Julio Arias is still just 26 years old. He will be 27 next season in your first year with his new team. So we're talking about a guy that could possibly sign a 9-10 to 10 year deal, and I think that's what Scott Boris is after. So, there's the money factor. He wants to get his bag. Two, there's the competitive factor. He wants to help this team win ball games. ask any of his teammates. He's an absolute dog. He's an absolute warrior. And then three, second half ERA after the All-Star break. Julio Arias for his career, a 1.79 ERA following the All-Star break. That is the best all-time for pitchers that have thrown a minimum of 230 innings. That is how good Julio is down the stretch. And I think he wasn't healthy early. The hamstring injury, that was hampering him. But now he looks like he's ready to absolutely go on a tear down the stretch and hopefully carry this team as the ace of the staff. But Altman saw Vargas got sent down and started hitting. That's a great point. Yeah, you definitely see the writing on the wall with that. Altman has started to produce. I think he's a guy that deserves a lot of credit for tonight's win. James Altman and really the bottom of the order in general, he goes two for two James Altman with two walks. Two for two with two walks for James Altman. Extended innings, got innings going. We're going to talk about that in a second. Miguel Rojas, he goes one for three with the walk. How about Jason Hayward? He has a walk and the way he was running the base pass. David Peralta went 0 for four but the bottom of the lineup, they contributed. They got rallies going and then you had Mookie and Freddie finish things off. So that is what you want. You wanted to turn over this lineup to get it to Mookie Luke and Freddie, the Kobe and Shaq of Dodgers baseball, and they can finish the job. But here we go. Jump to the comments, and we'll start breaking down this game on all your thoughts, all your takes on tonight's 6-0 win over the New York Mets. What are your thoughts on Otani, on starting pitching? Later in the show, we got a big update on Clayton Kershaw, who we're not going to see until we'll talk about it in a little bit. Uh, Justin Lombas, Ben Verlander is going to be the biggest Dodger fan once Otani signs here. Yeah, that's kind of the one reason. If there's one reason, I don't want them to sign Otani, it's that. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, Ben Verlander, if it takes Ben Verlander basically trying to 
be the biggest Otani fan in the with maybe he'll that maybe that'll be the kicker. Maybe that's how we'll really find out that Ben Verlander hates the Dodgers. Well, we're gonna see Otani hit grand slams, have 20 strikeouts in the game, throw a perfect game, hit for the cycle, and Ben Verlander will be radio silent on it because we know he hates the blue. But uh, get Caesar Burns, don't trade for Otani. That's from Mitchell Hopkins. Uh, I disagree with that because whoever trades for Otani, I think they have a inside track on signing Otani. The incumbent team always has the advantage. And yeah, Burns has been good. We got D-Mac, what's good, bro, from Justin Kim. What up, Justin Kim? We got Paul Weimer. But getting back to your point, I want to finish my thought on that, is if you can get Otani, you get Otani. It's as simple as that. It really is. I'm dropping an interview tomorrow that I did with Angels Insider, the athletic Sam Blum, and we talked about the idea. And look, the reality is... If you show Otani that kind of loyal, if you show him they're willing to gut the top half of your farm system, I think that's going to go a long way in his free agency. Uh, we got Bethany Ring coming in with a $5 super chat. That's love Julio. Hope above all, he loves the Dodgers as much as the fans love him. That's from Bethany Ring. That's my Hornito shot taker comment of the game. Presented by our friends over at Hornitos. Please drink responsibly. Peace is not being traded. The White Sox confirmed this. Everyone's available. They can say what they want. That's a leverage play. This is lying season. Okay, this is leverage season. Don't believe anything. If the Dodgers, the Dodgers have nine top 100 prospects. I'm not saying go out there and sell the farm for Dylan Seas. Trust me, that's not what you're hearing coming out of my mouth because Seas has two more years of team control after this season. He's going to cost a big bag, lots of prospect capital to get him in Dodger Blue. So I'm not saying go for that, but if you can get him at great value, I'd be interested and intrigued by that possibility. DKM, hey DMAC, why is the whole injured list and rehab assignments guys hanging out in heaven with the cherubim? I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I I don't know Verlander and his fe- uh, bro- his brother are so bummed tonight. Bring Arenado home. I see. I don't know. Arenado has three more years of team control. Three more. His contract runs for three more seasons. Owed tons of money on that contract. His defense has been down. Is that really the move? I don't know. I'm not so sure. And he has a no trade clause. You would have to waive that. I wouldn't be mad at that move, but I don't think people realize that his defense has definitely taken a little bit of a hit this season. And I just wonder, has he peaked as a player? I think, yeah, Arenado, a really solid bat. There's no question about that. Yeah, he would love to play at Dodger Stadium. He's a guy that grew up in Southern California. We know that as well. But has he peaked? Do you really want to get... Arenado on the decline. He's 32 years old. This year, 128 weighted runs created, plus 19 home runs. Yeah, a 283 batting average. So, yeah, it could absolutely help this team, but he's not a top priority. Unless you address starting pitching, unless you get another bullpen piece, doesn't matter if you score six, seven runs a game, you're not going to be able to do that against elite starting pitching. So, I think, yeah, if it's available and maybe you get a Flaherty or someone like that, who I think he's fourth or fifth of the pitchers that I'm looking at as far as trades. Maybe you do it. I just anticipate the the Cardinals really making a big deal with the Dodgers. We just haven't seen that in our history as often. We got Justin Lamas, 50-50 to get Otani in 24. I think that sounds about right. Uh, Go Dodgers from Timothy Dodgin. We got, hey, DMAC, how many prospects do you think it's going to take to trade for Shohei Otani? Well, I think... You look at the Otani tax, the Otani premium, and how much he's going to get. It's going to be a king's ransom no matter what. But then you add on top of that the Dodgers tax because we know Artie Moreno would rather probably set his grandma on fire than trade Otani to the Dodgers, right? So it's going to cost a lot. You're probably looking at five top prospects. I think you can avoid. You don't have to give him Cartaya and Bobby Miller, but Michael Bush gone, Nastrini gone. 
Josue DePaula probably gone. I know that a lot of people want to see him. A lot of teams are going to be asking about him in trade talk. So, yeah, it's going to take some top guys. But, hey, let's not forget this is an organization that knows how to draft, scout, and identify talent. So they'll just find the next guy. It can be in the later rounds. They'll develop him. He'll go through this Dodgers farm system. And just like that, the Dodgers will have a top farm system once again. So here we go. We got um, Altman is a good player. That's from Timothy Dodgen. Anthony Keene. Muncy has been up and down all season. He'll show up when we need him. Yeah, it's pretty much his MO. And as long as he's walking, he's still providing a boost to this offense. And look, he was actually starting to get hot towards the end before the All-Star break. But George L., give up whatever to get Otani, then lock him up for 10 and 600. He will make every penny back. Only question is, can we live with J.D. in left field nightly? Well, I think to answer the last part of your question, the answer is no. He'd grade out as one of the worst defenders in the league. And also, too, J.D. Martinez doesn't want to be an everyday outfielder. I can tell you that. I mean, he wants to be a guy that's a specialist, a designated hitter that's providing that thump in the middle of the lineup every single night. As far as 10-600, I'm hoping 12-600 if that. But hey, whatever it takes for Otani. I think the best point you bring up is the fact that he might be one of the few players when you look at these massive gaudy contracts that say, hey, $500 million, $600 million, that's an investment. Okay, these guys are investors. Let's not forget, sports is here to make money right? The Dodgers are in the business of making money. There's a reason why they generate more revenue than just about any team out there. That's because they know how this game is played. They sell out the ravine. And if you give them $600 million, you can make $1.5 billion, right? You can make $1.6 billion. You are going to profit off Otani. We got Glamps 499 over on YouTube. Charlie Freeman greater than signed. Mickey Vargas, you're just trying to hurt me. You're just trying to hurt me. But yeah, he was hitting dingers, man. He was getting his bat on the ball. Very impressive bat to ball, bear control for Charlie Freeman. You saw him playing on the field with his dad before the game. Now that, that was awesome. BC Smith was hitting 300 a month ago. Yeah, I mean, let's not get overly concerned with Will Smith at the moment. But yeah, I mean, look, every player is going to go through their slumps and he made the all-star team. He checked off that box. Now it's time to see him get on a nice streak. But if you look at Will Smith in July heading into this game, he was hitting 250 with a 696 OPS and then even though if you look at in June, he was hitting 230 with an 826 OPS. So the batting average is never going to be incredibly high. It was in May when he was hitting 318 with a 963 OPS. But still, he's going to start hitting the ball hard, getting doubles, getting the occasional home run. So I'm not worried about Will Smith at all whatsoever. He's going to be just fine. BC Shohei hitting 303 with a 322 ERA. Yeah, you're talking about a guy that came into this year as a 272 hitter and is now hitting above 300. Shohei Otani's actually getting better at the plate with the stick. We got Paul Weimer, Bieber, Rosario, and Arenado package, Vargas, Stone, and other lower-level prospects, and we are done. We're not getting Otani. That's not going to do... I mean, look, Rosario, you're talking about a below-average bat, one of the worst fielders at his positions. I mean, what value does he provide? Bieber, you really want to trade for a guy that is an injury risk at this point? To me, the answer is no to that. Arenado is interesting, but like I said... He still owed a ton of money. And the Dodgers, I can tell you 100%, they're not going to take on a guy if it 
limits their flexibility in the future and if it limits how much they can offer Shohei Otani. They're not just going to go out there and spend money like drunken sailors like a Stephen Cohen. They're going to be very cautious with their spending. They're not going to be frivolous like some organizations around the league. So that's why I don't anticipate that. Maybe if they think there's no chance they get Otani, maybe you consider bringing Arenado, but Dodgers don't like to trade players when they're going to be on the decline. During that Arenado deal, in the next few years, he's going to decline. He's already declined defensively. That's what the numbers tell you. So uh, where's Steve Garvey? We got Urias. Is like Johan Santana after the break. I love that. That's a great take from Troy Heyman over. That's a fire take. Bruh. Not a bro. My bad. I did you dirty there. Uh, it's a shame Urias wants to be a Dodger. It's a, yeah, I mean, there's no way around that. Let's just enjoy him while he's here. And you never know. I wouldn't rule that out. I would not rule that out. Anthony, I think that I think it's less than 50% just based on the fact that he's going to be a highly sought-after starting pitcher. He's going to be in big demand, especially with Scott Boris. I think the Texas Rangers, the San Diego Padres, there's going to be a lot of teams out there that are going to be suiting. They're going to be legitimate suitors that will court Julio Urias in. Look, with Scott Boris, you don't sign with Scott Boris to give teams the hometown discount. You sign with Scott Boris to sign for the biggest deal you can, the largest contract. Scott Boris wants to be on that bottom line ticker, setting a record, getting the big headlines, and that is what's going to happen. If you want to know who's going to sign Julio Urias, well, there's a really good chance that the team that offers him the most money. Now, will that team be the Dodgers? I have my doubts because this organization, they just don't like signing pitchers long-term, and we know who they're after. The number one target is going to be Shohei Otani. Stroman, that's from Mike M. We got Jonathan Crumble made the All-Star game. Doug, you feel bad about bad-mouthing him? Uh, I mean, I was all in fun. I mean, I called him Craig Crumble. When he went to the Elsa thing, I said, the Dodgers are trying to build a bullpen, not a snowman, and then you need to let him go. You need to let Kim Brelsa go. But that, to be honest with your question, no, I don't feel bad at all whatsoever. And I actually am happy for Craig Kimbrell. It's nice to see him have some success and go out there, make the all-star team after being demoted as the Dodgers closer, after being left off the postseason roster. But you're talking about a guy that has over 400 saves. You're talking about someone that really is a fringe Hall of Famer at this point. So, no, I don't feel bad at all whatsoever. And I wish him nothing but the best. Uh, we got Ben Verlander thinks about Kate Upton late at night. Hashtag burn. Hashtag bruh. Okay, now you're fishing for the bruh, Troy. We got, I really want Arenado. We got Giolito, thumbs up, John Ball. So JD grabs his glove and plays left, and we trade for Otani, John Ball. Yeah, I think you got to make it work. I think this year you could make it work. Let's just put it that way. Ben Verlander is like Patrick Mahomes' brother, Jackson, Justin Kim. Verlander is an old fart. Stop the trade rumors of Verlander to the Dodgers. I haven't seen those. I mean, I've talked about Scherzer. I would not sign off on Verlander, though. I'm here for the verse slander. Otani to LA calling it. We got uh, Arenado shaky defense still an upgrade over Muncie's defense oh no question about that that's not really debatable but uh, Dougie McCain the Dodgers newest pitcher Doug's nickname Doug McKay fire take that's from Michael Negretti yeah you know you're getting the fire take for that one I like that I like that okay how about I'll give you the hornitos okay let me uh let me do this the right way let me do this the right way here we go okay my thing is just not working but let's see that was a fire take here I'll do a, a improv one fire take Hey, am I the next enemy for this, or I will live in blue? Wait, where's my fire take? Hmm. Uh, we are dope. Nightmare love that idea. Justin Kim Dodgers for the World Series championship. How about they do a blockbuster trade kind of like they did for Scherzer and Trey and get Corbin Burns and Adamas? Yeah, that's something that I proposed back in November of last season. I'd be here for it. I mean, Adamas has played better of late. Corbin Burns, he's under team control next year. We got Kulichi is back. 
Kuleche is back from Motita over on YouTube. Kershaw back in August. Trade Muncie for JT. I miss him. By the way, saying Kershaw is back in August, if the Dodgers say he's back in August, that probably means he's back in September, okay? You got to take anything the Dodgers say, anything the Dodgers say to us as a fan base, as the media, you always have to take it with a grain of salt. So I don't believe it until I see the player back on the mound, back in uniform, back on the field. But uh, Joe Machado, you put a lot of effort in this one. It's like your senior thesis here. It's like a couple paragraphs. So I will go ahead and read this. For me, Otani will not make this team better than it was last year. To be honest, it was like last year. And to be honest, I like this team and its mix of young and old as it is. We are competing in $500-$600 million. Do we really want to mortgage our future for one guy? For Shohei Otani, absolutely, absolutely 100%. You're talking about a player that is the best power in the game, one of the best pitchers in the game. Also, generate tons of money. It ain't our money. And also, on top of that, there is no cap in Major League Baseball. They're not going to trade for Shohei Otani. They're not going to sell Otani on a vision of making the postseason and winning the World Series just to be bad, right? They don't want to be the Angels. I think that is going to be one of his top priorities is, hey, where can I not only win now, but win later? And the Dodgers, they've shown that no matter who they trade, no matter who they develop, no matter who they include in trades, whether it's their top two prospects for Scherzer and Trey Turner with Caber Ruiz and Joe Hosiah Gray in 2021, they always find a way to replenish this farm system. They are always finding ways to get guys and develop them. I mean, J.D. Martinez on a one-year $10 million deal. David Peralta, one-year $6.5 million deal. Jason Hayward on a league minimum. And also on top of that, you sign Shohei Otani, you're going to get ring chasers. You're going to get veterans that are going to want to come to L.A., play with this group, play with Mookie, Freddie, and Shohei and Will Smith, and want to change World Series titles in Dodger Blue. So I think he's going to help getting role players on the margins. But here we go. How about they do a blockbuster trade? Let's go down here. I was there, Section 404. Good seats for only $20. That's from BC. Mike M. DMAC doppelganger Will Smith. Well, $32 with everything. Apple broadcasters are not good. That's from my friend, Mr. Craig Osterberg. Jonathan Collins. Crumble made the All Star game. Doug, you feel bad? I think we already answered this one. Uh, DMAC, you're awesome. Please tell everyone the Dodgers will be fine however there's still not a world series contender yet it's from adolfo lopez exactly i I agree with you they're not yet they're not right now the postseason started tomorrow i think for an entire run they do lack the depth at starting pitching i think they need another arm that can miss bats and dominate hitters so i would agree with you 100 percent on that one nando nando our nando arenado defensive decline is still better than muncie's defense I think I answered that one. Bro yourself, DMAC, for your button panel not working. That's from Jason Diamond. Oh, gosh, it's still not working. Okay. Yeah, I will bro myself. I don't know why. Uh, we got, uh, hey, DMAC, Wardy MYM says he's messaging you. Okay, cool. Yeah, let me, uh, let me join. I'm going to join his his collab. I think we're going to do it Sunday. We're going to do it Sunday. So I'm going to be on his collab Sunday. So here we go. Even Dave Vasse doesn't think Otani will be a Dodger. That's from Michael Billigen. Yeah, I think, I mean, Dave Vasse said a lot of things that haven't turned out to true. If you want to look at track record, and I'm friends with Dave Vasse. I definitely interact with him every time I'm at Dodger Stadium. And I think the reality is no one could say 
anything about Otani right now. I've talked to people that have access to Otani every single day, and they tell me that everything's close to the vest, that you have to take anything that you hear about Otani with a grain of salt because the only one that knows anything is Otani himself. So any insider out there that's pretending that they know where he's going to sign next season is just making up stuff. That's just the reality. So, look, Dodgers make a lot of sense. There's other teams out there that he could sign with theoretically. I think it's interesting. He spends his summers in Seattle, of course, you have the history with Ichiro there, the Yankees, the short porch in right field, the Bronx, the pinstripes, the electricity of New York City makes sense. So a lot of teams out there, I could see him next season playing with and signing with. Uh, is Thor done? That's from Jonathan Collins. Hey, we're going to probably see him back at some point. But uh, here we go. Let's do a quick recap of this game. So definitely don't want to lose sight of this big win for the Dodgers. We got... Such a nice performance tonight. An excellent performance by Julio Urias. He goes six innings, allows just one hit. One hit, no runs tonight. Let's break down this game. A quick, super quick recap, and then I will answer all your questions, and we'll talk some Kershaw. So bottom of the first inning, Brandon Nimmo, first batter of the game for the Mets. A 1-2 count. He hits one off the top of the wall in right center that was originally ruled a home run. That would have made it 1-0 Mets. And they reviewed it, and they ruled that the ball bounced off the orange padding on the wall, and Nimmo went to second, and it goes as a leadoff double. So that was such a game changer. It looked like he had hit a home run. You review it. You see the replay. It clearly goes off that orange stripe, off the padding of the wall. Nimmo's at second. And you think at the very least, maybe the Mets are able to score first and find a way to get that run across. But Julio said, no way. Let me drink some water here. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. But next batter, Tommy Pham. He strikes him out with a changeup bottom of the zone. Fam couldn't hold up. That goes for the first out. That brings up Lindor with one out, then 3-2 pitch. Julio gets him looking at a fastball up in the zone for the second out. Back-to-back strikeouts for Julio. Then that beautiful pitch there, 94-mile-per-hour, four-seam fastball. He slowed him down to speed him up, freezes Lindor. Just a fantastic sequence there with Will Smith and Julio Arias. Then with two outs, Runner on second, Alonzo at the plate. He walks him, felt like he was almost pitching around him a little bit to get to Marte, and he gets Marte to fly to right for the third out. So he works around that leadoff double. No damage there on that leadoff double. That would be the only hit he would give up on the night. So he was outstanding. And then you jump all the way to the top of the fifth inning. So no hits for the Dodgers through four innings off Justin Verlander, and then they break through in the fifth. Started with a one-out double by Jason Hayward, followed by a six-pitch walks from Altman. Then Verlander walks a third Dodgers hitter in a row after walking Rojas on five pitches. So the Dodgers, they load the bases. Not a ton of competitive pitches there from Justin Verlander. He came unraveled. And then Mookie, he lines one to left. The ball was hit hard. It was a sinking line drive. Canna comes in, and then he already made a sliding catch on the night. He comes in. This time, it bounces in front of him. Just did not handle the ball well at all. It short hops. And the Dodgers, they get their first run of the night. That makes it one nothing L.A. The next batter, Freddie, he doubles to right. 
and the Dodgers get two runs there, makes it 3 nothing Dodgers. So they get three walks in a line drive single. Freeman just did a fantastic job that at bat. Another extra base hit for Freddie Freeman. hitting 360 with runners in scoring position on the year. 62nd RBI of the year for Freddie Freeman. So, yeah, that was really the offensive play of the game for the Dodgers. That double there that turned it into a crooked number inning for L.A. Dodgers 37-18 when they score first coming into this one. They're now 38-18. The next batter, Will Smith, he strikes out for the third time of the game. This time on a curveball for the second out. And with runners on second and third, Max Muncy, he flies to left. That was really Max Muncy's only opportunity there with runners in scoring position. He flies to left, but Dodgers get three runs on two hits and three walks in that inning. Jump to the top of the sixth inning. Martinez gets a leadoff walk, followed by a Peralta strikeout for the first out. And then Hayward, he grounds into a fielder's choice. A very nice hustle there by Jay Hay to avoid the double play. That goes for the second out of the inning. And then James Alvin, he gets a two-out single. Nice piece of hitting slider inner half. His swing just kind of shorting up his stroke he's not guessing he's swinging at the right pitches he's definitely definitely getting closer to the James Alvin that we saw early in the year he's not intimidated by fastballs up in the zone you're starting to see him hit spin on the inner half so really impressed with James Altman of late definitely looking like a guy that doesn't want to get sent down like Miguel Vargas like someone pointed out in the chat earlier and then with runners on first and second, two outs. Miguel Rojas, he singles to right. Hayward comes around to score to make it 4 nothing. Dodgers. Rojas was thrown out at second to end the inning, but the Dodgers get another run. Like I said, made it 4 nothing. L.A. Big hits, big walks from the bottom of the order, so that's definitely a big takeaway. They get two hits and two walks in that inning. Bottom of the order, though, getting it done. So you love to see that. You want to continue that trend. Then top of the eighth, one out. J.D. Martinez at the plate. 1-1 count. He homers to right for his 23rd of the year. Just did just absolutely obliterating a baseball. That makes it 5 nothing. Dodgers. Start spreading the news. J.D.'s leaving the yard today, and that gave the Dodgers a 5 nothing lead. Then they add another run in the ninth. Top of the ninth inning, Altman gets a leadoff double to right. A few batters later, Mookie singles to right to give the Dodgers runners on the corners with one out. And then next batter, Freddie Freeman, he draws a walk to load the bases. And then Will Smith, he grounded into a fielder's choice to get another run to cross to make it 6 nothing. Dodgers. And then Muncie, he draws a walk with two outs and then J.D. Martinez he strikes out swinging for the third out and then Ryan Brazier he pitched a one two three ninth and the Dodgers win by a final score of six to nothing but here we go back into the comment section by the way Sunday we're doing a collab show with my man Tyler the big Mets fan, so look out for that. But a couple more takes here. Let's talk those moves. What do we got to do, Doug? That's from I Percy Cream. So real quick, let's do an update on Clayton Kershaw. And my first question is, on a scale of 1 to 10, what is your concern level with Clayton Kershaw? Do you think this is more serious? Do you think that, hey, this is just getting some additional time? I want all your Kershaw injury takes right now. Because there was some talk that Kershaw was going to be activated for this series. And Dave Roberts said before the game that we're probably not looking at him being back until August. Doc said, for us, it's kind of trying to figure out where we get Clayton back, which the hope is the beginning of August. Now, Kirsch was placed on the IL on July 3rd. It was retroactive to June 30th with left shoulder soreness. 
After exiting, leaving his start at Coors Field on June 27th after only 79 pitches. So he was placed on the IL. He had the shoulder soreness. They did some testing. It revealed shoulder inflammation. And at that point, the left-hander received a cortisone shot and was shut down for a few days. And we're starting to think, okay, he's going to respond well. He'll possibly get back right after the All-Star break. And they were just kind of giving some extended rest, getting him fresh for that second half. And now it looks like it's going to be some extra time. His early as possible date to return was Saturday, which is tomorrow against the Mets. Well, that's obviously not going to happen. And Fabian Ardai of The Athletic, he tweeted out, Clayton Kershaw said he indeed will be back later than anticipated after receiving an MRI. He didn't want to get into what specifically was wrong. Said he feels fine, but doctors want to give his shoulder time to heal. Said early August, as Dave Roberts said, is a fair timeline. Clayton Kershaw said he doesn't feel any discomfort when he's throwing. If he hadn't gotten an MRI, he said he probably would be back pitching already, but will follow the recommendation of rest. Could throw a bullpen when the club is in Baltimore. So that sounds promising. I think that sounds like a guy that is going to return. Now, the question is, when he does return, and if it is in early August, does he stay back? Is he going to deal with injuries? We haven't had the yearly back injury for Clayton Kershaw. So I just wonder where he's at physically right now. And I think if you have to slow play it, then you do that. Whatever it takes to get him back and stay back, I think that is what you do. Now, if you look at the Dodgers rotation right now, you got Urias, Gonsolin, Miller, Grove, Sheehan. Gonsolin's going to go tomorrow. Bobby Miller's going to go Sunday. And I think what this means, the Dodgers, one, absolutely need a starter. Absolutely need to trade for a starting pitcher. They might need to trade for two starting pitchers if they want to guarantee themselves a deep run in the postseason and also give themselves a contingency plan, a little insurance in the event that another guy goes down later in the year. But uh, let's not forget, too, Ryan Pepio, he's on the men. But here we go. Jump in your comments here, and I'll let you enjoy the rest of your Friday night. More serious for Kershaw's from Nor- Noah Ortega. Stage one, Bobby Miller versus Scherzer on Sunday is going to be fire. Yeah, I agree. I'm excited for that. And I think he's going to have the juices flowing. I think it's going to be Ice Ice Bobby. By the way, let's not forget who... <laughs> First hit the Bobby Miller ice thing, but hey, I'm not going to go there. Uh, Kershaw is okay. He will come back mid-August because youngsters must be showcased for trade. That's from CB. Interesting theory. Who pitching tomorrow? Yeah, you're going to get Tony Gonsolin. Tony Smokes is going for the Dodgers. Ryan Montaz. I can't believe I'm asking this, but should we even try and trade for Bellinger? He looks red hot. Look, I think that's way down the line. Also, look, they've been there, done that. You don't want to get back with your ex, even if he's succeeding and thriving, okay? A little bit of a toxic relationship there, and I think the Yankees are going to be more aggressive in getting Cody Bellinger. I think Cody Bellinger is going to be seen as an asset, and you're going to have to part ways with some top prospects to get him. Not top prospects, but you're going to have to include some of your better prospects. And we know the Dodgers, they're not going to fire all their bullets. They're going to focus on pitching first and foremost. So he's down the line of priorities. And I just don't think that's going to happen. Look, let's be honest. Outman, he grades as an above average defender in center field. And offensively, he's looked a lot better of late. The strikeouts are down. The hitting is up. I think you want to give Outman a chance to see if he can be that guy. But uh, Kershaw has been like this. Let him rest. And we're more concerned about his health in October. That's when it matters the most. Could not have said it any better myself, Brian Castro. 100% agree with you. Gonsolin better hold Mets or package him for help. That's from CB. You guys know how I feel about Tony Gonsolin. I think he's a solid-ish starter at times, but I also think that 
you could get some value if you included him in a trade. But, uh, yeah, we'll touch on that another day. I heard Michael Lorenzen might be another target. Yeah, I've heard that as well. Doug, do you think we'll see Butane in September? That's from Rod Wilson. Yeah, I talked about this on the show yesterday. Look, I mean, if anyone can do it, it's Walker Buehler. I think as a starter, uh, I just don't know. But I, for some reason, in my bones, in my heart of hearts, I think Walker Buehler wants to be back this season. He has another year of team control after this year. Wants to get some momentum heading into next year. I can tell you that this guy just wants to be on the mound helping his team. So I could see it. And I think we will. It's just about the role. Will he be a guy that's a frontline ace-level starter? Because if he's back, then yes. But it takes a little while to get the command back. And we saw last year Dustin May. He comes back, looked good early, then had some struggles, especially against the Padres. Then we didn't even see him in the NLDS after he had the back injury. So, yeah, I'm not going to bank on it. To me, it's icing on the cake. It's a cherry on top if Butane is back. I think you still have to construct this roster in the second half as if he's not going to return. Then if he does, hey, the more arms, the merrier. But Dotani to our Dodgers. A couple more here, guys, and we will head on out. Will Flaherty be a Dodger? Uh, I don't know. You guys high on Jack Flaherty? I mean, Jack Flaherty, he's had his moments. There's no question about it. I don't think... I mean, look, it's interesting how all those Harvard-Westlake guys, I mean, how incredible is it that Max Fried, Jack Flaherty, and Lucas Giolito were all on the same team. If you look at Flaherty this year, a 427 ERA, a 401 FIB, doesn't strike out a ton of guys. The walk rate is up. I'm not big on Flaherty. I'll be honest with you. He's way down my list. Five or six. Can't rely on Bueller to come back. That's for Michael Hopkins. I wouldn't mind. Julio looking good after the break. Absolutely. Like I said, Julio Arias is going to be the Dodgers' best pitcher down the street. Can't rely on Bueller. I wouldn't mind. But yeah, that's going to do it for this episode of the Dodgers Nation postgame show. Last question here, Tropical Storm DMAC. Are you Roberts in or out? As far as David, Dave Roberts, the manager, I look at this point, I think he's still safe. I think Dave Roberts is still safe. I think he's actually done a pretty nice job when you consider that this is the team that has the second most injuries as far as players on the I.L., so, me talking about a team that had 12 impact players on the IL. So, I think Dave's actually done a pretty nice job. And I think that, yeah, for Dodgers fans, he has to win two to win one in a lot of Dodgers fans' eyes. But, yeah, I don't think Dave Roberts is anywhere near the hot seat right now. But, uh, yeah, a couple more here, and I'll let you guys enjoy the rest of your Friday night. We got Gonsolin is a solid season innings eater, pitcher, but not a starter for the playoffs. Yeah, Stage, that's a great point. I mean, he has an ERA close to 10 in the postseason. Has not been put in the best situations, I will say that. The big layoff in the 2020 postseason, of course, one of the big reasons for that was the fact the Dodgers made light work at the Padres. But, yeah, 16 days in between starts, that's definitely hurting. And last year, I don't think he was at – all ready to pitch as far as health is concerned. But that's going to do it for this episode of the Dodgers Nation postgame show. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. One more reminder to use the QR code to download the Wager app, the one you see on the screen. Download the app. It's fun. It's free. You can play against me. My username is Doug McCain. It's absolutely 100% free. You can play against me. You can play against the house. And also, we are doing a giveaway, a free Dodgers hat, a Dodgers all-star game hat you won't want to miss out on that all you have to do is download the app play against me and you enter to win we got the dkm hey dmac why is the whole injured liz hanging out but that is going to do it here guys enjoy the rest of your friday night if you haven't yet be sure to subscribe to the dodgers nation youtube channel hit that subscribe button hit that notification bell remember nothing brings us together quite like dodger baseball and until next time think blue bleed blue and i'm out 
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.